Welcome to Woven, Stories of Feminine Becoming. Join us to listen to the stories of fascinating women of all backgrounds, places, and ages who have been on their own hero's journey, who have transformed and returned with a fire their own. May these conversations be an invitation for you to listen to your own yearning, explore the path less traveled, and discover that on it, even if unique, we are never truly alone. This is an ode to your soul and to the divine feminine. I am honored to be here with you today. I'm Sarah Basha, your host, an astrologer, mentor, and artist, weaving together personal stories with collective meaning. Tapping into archetypal energy of planets and story, I seek to guide you to listen. Listen to your intuition and craft ritual to find your magic. Welcome to our virtual fire pit. Welcome everyone. Welcome Annie, also known as Anne-Catherine Grebner. I am so excited to have you join us in Woven in this little virtual sacred space that is uh, this podcast. Um, it is a very selfish thing that I'm doing, inviting you, because I really, uh, some people use the word like girl crush. I think, you know, I don't really like that language, but this is what I, I would uh, share. We have a friend in common who feels like mm. a soul sister, and she connected us uh, when about I was thinking about this podcast, and you were very instrumental in helping me make the leap in giving so much tools and wisdom, everything that you've learned, because you were once upon a time also a podcaster, very successful ones. So this is me wanting to get to know you and share your beautiful voice um, with the people who come into this space. So thank you for joining us. And for those of uh, us or those of those who will be listening who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are, and whatever you want to share? It doesn't have to be, you know, what you do, because I know people say that often, but that's not necessarily the stuff I'm interested in. What makes you happy? What brings you joy? Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. Also, thank you for having me and for this invitation. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the conversation we already had. So I'm really looking forward towards this. And uh, um, yeah, so yeah, I'm Annie. Um, what brings me joy is a good question because uh, we just spoke about the weather and it's <laughs> it's snowing outside. And what I'm really looking forward to is the sun. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to the spring and to see things grow. And I think this is also what brings me joy, like to start up a project to bring it to the surface to bring information to the world to bring practice to the world um and that's also what i what i do for a living so to say so i i am um, co-founded together with my partner in crime yasmin my and a half club almost two years ago um which was kind of emerged by the podcast I had before right which was about um cues about health and what we now do with my inner health club is um yeah bringing traditional knowledge and exercise and practice towards people um and that's what I most likely do at the moment there's not that much time to do different kind of things so yeah <laughs> yeah so inner health it's inner health club right the name yeah it's um you're growing you're expanding this baby of yours it's mm -hmm. interesting the timing because a lot of people have shifted what they were doing over the last three years so since 
we'll speak astro, but since Saturn moved yeah. into Aquarius, which is about technology and, and what your club has that's particular is that you are using a community, which is very Aquarius based. And also mm -hmm. technology is a way to modernize the wellness space. It's like a online, mm -hmm. online gym isn't the word, like online, um, Oh, what's the word? You know that people go for to do yoga. Studio, studio, but also the not the ashram, <laughs> the the kriya. You know, like not the kriya. The oh, I'm forgetting my words. But you know, it's like this this yeah. space, this uh, sacred space mm -hmm. of uh, of reflection, both mind and body. Yes. And so, but you never, you didn't like. What were you doing before? Like, what brought you to to this and to this idea of? Of course, the podcast was very instrumental, but mm. I think you have a background in marketing. So nothing yeah. to do with wellness. How does one get really deep into this? Yeah, I think it, it was it was kind of coming with the experience I had. So I started my career um, in, in writing strategies for advertisement agency and probably everything you know or most of the things you know about this industry is true so at one point I changed my path and I moved to Berlin um, to yeah to study at the University of Arts in Berlin to really change the mind and the things I'm doing and um, of course I kind of had to pay my bills right so I started doing freelancing and the things that I learned before like marketing strategies brand development and then I ended up in a project which I really enjoyed and um, kind of teamed up with the guy and became one of the co-founders. And what we did, it was not really impactful towards the world we're living in, but impactful enough that another company acquired us. And this time was like rationally like super successful, but on an emotional level for me, it was like training. I was losing my energy I was not happy I kind of felt empty right mm -hmm. and um, I always used to find my little routines and my little practices towards what brings me back energy so, mm -hmm. so the way I grew up with my grandma in the garden like harvesting things like that was my natural kind of habit and while walking towards this career in advertising and then founding a company in tech I I also enjoyed that a lot, right? Because this is where I kind of grew up. My dad was super helpful towards achieving goals, making plans, right? And mm -hmm. um, so I always had to balance these two sides of myself, like being this person who really wants to bring projects and yeah, to start a career and really work towards success, right? which I didn't gave her a personal definition towards. It was rather the definition the outer world gave me. And then there was mm. this other side of me was like super soft, love to draw, do, do pottery, love to harvest in the garden. And um, after this time of really only being kind of stuck in this one part of myself, I took a break and then... I started this podcast at you where kind of like you were saying at the very beginning, I was super selfish and saying like, okay, I want to interview the people who are in this world of health and well-being and 
spirituality and energy. And then I did that for three years and interviewing every second week another person and really got deep towards different kind of topics. And it completely changed the way I lived. Like mm-hmm. I was happy again. I was excited. I was like really getting this information and that's where I really got deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into it and next to that I also started my kundalini traineeship so I became a kundalini yoga teacher at one point I'm not really teaching regularly but it was really to get this deep knowledge and Mm -hmm. um, yeah and then the podcast ended and then I met Yasmin and she was already working on my inner health club so for her it was like a one-on-one nutrition consultancy but she also wanted to make it bigger right Mm -hmm. and then we sat together and said like okay I have this podcast but I really want to make this a platform because just listening to things is great but I also want to give people content to practice more material to get deeper because this Mm -hmm. is also what I wanted to right get deeper into things and she was like oh my god I really feel the same because I'm just talking to people in a one-on-one conversation but if we could put this what we were talking about into a platform and then Mm. not just add like not just have nutrition but add mental topics add sleep add movement add all those kind of things with which helps us holistically to become our best selves in a in a positive way Um, and then we started it (laughs) you know they say that the best solutions or actually all solutions are created from like a problem like the best inventions mm-hmm. is someone wanting to, I know a lot about Alzheimer's, for example, and in that space, you know, there's a kid who wanted to help his grandmother and he invented this tool that serves like now all people who, if they want, who have dementia. And it was just this one, you know, child trying to help mm-hmm. through, I think, curiosity and also love, but also just, you know, really uh, wanting the thing for yourself. You write the book that you wish you had you create the space that you wish you had Mm. and then it becomes more you know for others I also believe that in listening um our voice you know this this podcast is about women's voices as well and this Mm -hmm. throat chakra that needs to be liberated and opened up I think that it's also very powerful to hear I I really I mean yeah you know I'm um we say spells the same mm-hmm. word is spelling there's a reason for that and words hold vibration they hold meaning they are charged mm-hmm. and so the way that we speak about ourselves about the world uh, and the way that we listen is you know listening is listening whether it is to podcast to the news to prayer to music like all that can really influence ourselves i actually believe it's going to be even more important as we shift mm-hmm. into this you know opening of the age of Aquarius because that it's about vibration Aquarius energy is about um you know well Pisces is about energy actually but Aquarius is about more about like vibration and technology and all the technologies like mushrooms is a technology Mm -hmm. trees speak to themselves like being open yeah other ways of communicating and connecting other ways of being in community together is what we're headed to so Mm -hmm. everyone has something to say something to hear you know it's really I resonate with with that and I feel too with this podcast I didn't want to do a podcast like it never wanted to and it's been giving me so much beyond the fact of 
sitting with amazing people, I'm, you know, um, thinking about them. I'm mm -hmm. connecting with them. I'm, you know, reading the book or like going and exploring mm -hmm. other things and questioning my own beliefs. So yeah, it's amazing that, that you're doing that and that you have done that and that you're trusting it. It's also beautiful that you're doing it together. How is it to work with someone else? Because mm -hmm. that's also sometimes a challenge, you know, in, in intuition and communication. Yeah, I mean, getting back to what you said is, I think also a super important thing while working together with a partner is finding your voice, right? Mm, because yes. the good thing is being together, but sometimes you're also influencing your, like each other, right? So it's like, okay, there's this partner and we both want the same thing, right? We teamed up because we believe in what we do. And we really see the, the bigger picture. But then there's two individuals, there's two human beings, right? And they're, as you said, probably different problems. So the one is more going towards nutrition, the other one is more like, I need, I want to get deeper in this mental area and exercise and movement and body, right? So, and this is also a challenge for Yasmin and Nassif, but we, we said, okay, let's, like, what do you want to have? What, is what I want to have, like those two voices. And now let's bring them together. And I think that's challenging, not always easy, but most likely fun. Mm -hmm. And we found, like, I think the two of us, we really found a good way to, to work together, to sit together, to see each other, to hear each other, um, but also to bring this from like a business perspective. It's not always easy, right? It's because you go to crazy challenges, which you would never expect to happen, right? Like founding a company, we were like, we didn't expect so much ups and downs, roller coaster here and there. Um, and this is just what happens inside. And then there's also the outside world where things are challenging you. And uh, we also have a mentor for that. And that's mm. also something I think we, we are so happy to share and tell the story about because it's hard to work together mm. and you don't you know each other so we knew each other almost I don't know eight to ten years already but we never worked together mm -hmm. we never never shared fears we never shared like it was so much newness coming to all of our lives and then we decided also to have a mentor to have a coach mm -hmm. which we would meet every second month or if there's something coming up and I need to say that also high cut <laughs> um this helped us a lot a mm. lot a lot a lot yeah often people think that when you have it all figured out or that you're successful you were using that language that you don't need teachers that you don't need mentoring you know I'm a mentor so I mentor people mm. but I have mm -hmm. I really I'm still grateful for my mentors as well my therapist you know I, I work in with different kind of, um, mm -hmm. yeah, different teachers. I have found for me that actually working on body work, so somatic work, mm -hmm. uh, energetic work has been more important at this stage mm -hmm. of my life. I'm older than you are as well. So, you know, but um, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people are afraid to invest in themselves and realize that they need mm -hmm. support and we, we need it. And it looks like different things at different times. And it doesn't look like what people say you should be doing it looks like what you need um mm. and you know in astrology 
and I, I'm going to plug this in because maybe there's someone who's mm-hmm. not listened to the other episodes, but on my website, I have a free resource called Rituals by Your Moon. What you need in astrology is dictated by your moon. And it's really mm-hmm. important because it's the feminine within ourselves, which of course is not gendered. It's the, we're speaking about energy, but we are so used to being solar selves, our ego selves, that we forget to honor the need. And so, you know, when you're creating something that's solar, everyone can see it, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's not, it's very different, you know, what mm-hmm. we need. Maybe we need more quiet. And the only way for us to know what we need, one is to listen, but also to communicate that to others. And some moons are more, less verbal than others. Some moons, you know, like we have a Virgo moon right now. We're under an extremely powerful full moon. So I think it's so beautiful that we're together too, because this week, as before we started, I was telling you, we didn't go into it, but this week, Saturn, the Lord of karma, the Lord of time is shifting. Last time he moved was in March, 2020. So if we remember what March, 2020 did to the collective, this is how powerful this change is going to be. It is not the same story. We're not in the same place in the sky. We're not the same people we are. How, you know, each, both of us have done completely different work for example we've created Mm -hmm. new careers but collectively this is happening this week so you know the moon is in virgo and virgo is about marie condoing your life and Mm -hmm. joy and also a being of service so Mm -hmm. it's that sense of i always use the you know the archetype of the virgin mary but if you remove any religious connotation to it um Mary was in service. She carried mm-hmm. within the earth, within her vessel, her body, divine, you know, sun. So mm-hmm. the divine sun can only be if we bring it into ourselves. Um, and Virgo is also about our the feelings that we store in the belly, our strength that is in this belly of ours. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and our sensitivity that we don't, um, yeah, that we don't listen to or listen to. So honoring what we need is very important and finding ways to communicate that um, is so important. When I saw my moon, I was like, why did I never, you know, I've been studying astrology for years. Why did I never give her space? (laughs) Because we're conditioned to be all the other stuff and to be producing Mm -hmm. and doing and, you know, um, and even astrology is written for the sun sign. So people don't even know what their moon is. So and yeah. I just wanted to plug that in because it's a, a useful resource. It's free. You just can download it on my website. It's a great way to start thinking about what you might need and how to work with the elements as well. Because uh, maybe you're working with, you know, you know, the Jasmine's moon is in whatever. And, and so you can mm-hmm. go and see and be like, oh, wait, she needs this, you know, like. Yeah. Interesting. I'll look it up. I definitely look it up. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I'm curious about Kundalini because yeah. Kundalini energy uh, in astrology is associated to Uranus and we have Uranus in Taurus, which is about the body. So I feel like we have a kind of collective Kundalini rising happening, but I don't know anything really about it. I've never practiced Kundalini. I, there's a lot of things I've never, you know, been taught, but I just actually do. And then when I read about them, I'm like, oh, I've done that, or I've been, you know, have ex- that experience. So can you tell us a little bit about Kundalini and how it's served you and whether it's still something that you rely on, how you maybe 
you know, have adapted it because I have a sense from you that you are very, you know, you modernize these very traditional things that are in this wellness space. Yeah, and for me, Kundalini, I mean, I could tell you about the history and stuff like that, but this is nothing why I did Kundalini or what matters to me. For me, I started Kundalini because I experienced it, right? Mm. So I had this one class with my teacher, Panjini Shan. And of course, it was super weird. Like what we did was like, what are we actually doing here? Like <laughs> hands up, breathing, and then staying in a posture for 11 minutes or breathing for 11 minutes while pulling your arms up and down and then singing crazy kind of things. And it's like, what the hell is happening here? But after this one and a half hours, my completely like my complete self shifted. And it was so impactful that it was also scary in a way. I was like, what the hell? I didn't take any whatever, supplements, drugs, didn't have a coffee. I didn't have any food, <laughs> whatever. But I felt like so energized, so different. Like I was feeling my hands they completely, like everything felt different, but good, right? Mm. Like this new good. And I was like, okay, I need to learn that. And before I started my teacher training, it was not that I was doing yoga, Kundalini yoga for a long, long time. It mm -hmm. was like, I had the class. And then of course I interviewed Panjini Shan in, in my previous podcast. And I was like, I really want to learn that. And then like two weeks later, I signed up for the teacher training. So that's my story about Kundalini. And it's really about this Kundalini energy. And it's it's something so it used to be a practice which is really like you have this kriyas for example you would have the kriya for uh balance your total body right and then you really do this asana and this asana and this asana so it's a really like pre-written kind of transcript and that's amazing and i really love that and i'm grateful for all those kriyas and those papers um the guy who invented it uh yumi bhajan wrote and i'm really like that's amazing. This library is full of crazy things and you could literally sit down and say like, I have to work on XYZ today. And then you look it up and you would get the Kriya and then you can work towards that. But to be said, that's not the way I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. So I really sit down and I know the tools. Luckily, I did this two-year teacher training, right? So I know, okay, doing this exercise, like hands on shoulders, flipping from left to right, breathing in, out, and mentally saying that now uh, helps me to get rid of the monkey mind or mm -hmm. puts energy towards it. And yeah, I kind of took what I learned in Kundalini and brought a little bit my intuition towards it and what I need. And that's how my Kundalini looks like. But to get back to the basis of Kundalini, super simple it's working with movement it's working with a lot of breath and it's working towards a lot of like you do chant a lot you sing a lot you will be working on your throat chakra and this is like really really helpful to me because sometimes finding my voice it's mm -hmm. also one of my biggest challenge in life so that's mm -hmm. really helpful I love that you I mean I sense that because you give off this energy when one follows mm -hmm. you or listens to you. 
I love that you've made it your own, that you've studied in depth and then made it your own because that is intuition actually, you know, is mm -hmm. like honoring these teachers. They created this body work either because it was gifted to them or because they needed mm -hmm. to, but they are just teachers, right? And we are all mm -hmm. teachers. So you've made it your own. And, and I think it's important for people who are listening that, you know, go listen, learn, go deep 100%. in whatever and yeah. then make it your own, like adapt it. And it might actually serve other people. You never know. You might invent a new way of, you know, doing yeah. Kundalini. These are very traditional uh, practices. I, I realize I have an amazing book and I wanted to show it to you, but it's downstairs in my library, but I have an amazing book that speaks about Kundalini energy and how it um, pertains to astrology. Mm -hmm. It was actually someone who was practicing yoga. And when I was reading the book as an astrologer, I was like, wow, this is, I've, I've experienced this <laughs> you know? and then but she describes how people who have the kundalini energy this energy life force that rises too quickly or mm -hmm. who want because they're young they practice they are not their soul isn't ready for it so the body actually like doesn't break down but it starts doing things that are not uh you know um can be scary as a way to say like hey wait you're you still need there's still some inner work that's needed before you can have this energy rise. And when I was reading, I was thinking that's really important also that we trust the timing of things, you know, that the, you didn't do Kundalini before you came when you needed it. And mm -hmm. you, you know, you follow the curiosity, but you also trust the timing of when things come into your life and how you practice them. Yeah, I think that's also important that you mentioned that because sometimes what's happening in the world we live in, we're like, okay, hey, there's this tool Kundalini and it will change your life and it will bring you energy because it's like, woo, 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 it's working out the spine and then it pops out of your crown chakra. Um, but it's like, it's about practicing things over time, going mm. deep towards into it and not see everything like a quick fix. And I can say that because I'm always looking for this quick fix because <laughs> time is right, the essence. Right, right? <laughs> so I'm really like, okay, now there's this. Can I try it out? What do I need to do? What do I need to take? Bam, bam, bam. And it's always this, okay, let's do it. But sometimes it's also nice to say, okay, I'm slowly starting it. And I do some here and I do some there and I see what's happening within the body and things need some time and i think that's also something we need to be careful mm -hmm. with when we also with my health club when we put some knowledge out there and saying hey this is what you do you need to follow this kind of protocol and then this will happen but i think we really need to take it easy and it's mm -hmm. it's sometimes not the time for quick fixes and with kundalini i sometimes feel because it's really powerful, right? And it's really bringing awareness to move your past ego and your past life and all those kind of things. And if you started, and that's what you said, you better be prepared. Yes. Because it's opening up things. And it probably sounds weird to some people listening. And but it's really like it gives you energy, but it also makes you softer in some sense, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the easy kind of thing. If you sit and meditate, you create space to be filled up. 
and then you better like you better be careful what you fill in there right yes. because you only want to have the good things in there but also sometimes we make space and things come up which we're sitting so deep in you and like trauma from the past and then you need to be prepared to deal with the things coming up yeah and that's why i think what you said is so important that step by step even though there are certain quick fixes within the practices we do maybe kundalini or different kind of things but take it slow and yeah with a lot of awareness towards it yeah that's so important that you highlight that because we've had episodes where we've spoken you know really people become through uh not only through challenges right they they mm -hmm. become through kind of these paths but um, we were speaking with Andrea from Stellar Folk who does plant medicine and mm -hmm. she was saying you know it's really in fashion now and that's great but actually mm -hmm. you know the mushrooms they grow in the dark they grow in like in the dark places so the mm -hmm. energy of the mushroom yeah it sounds cool and it's very powerful because it's one of the most ancient things on this earth that we have mm -hmm. but it also brings up our darkness and if we are not in spaces that can hold that and if we ourselves yeah. are not ready to that is just mm -hmm. trauma over trauma um mm -hmm. and so yeah being really gentle also before mm -hmm. we we sat together i always have my morning you know rituals and I was journaling and I was thinking about this, as I said, this week is so powerful. We have this full moon in Virgo. We've got Saturn moving into Pisces. You are a Pisces rising. So this is really relevant mm -hmm. for anyone who's listening who has anything in Pisces. But I was thinking about how, um, you know, your work is about the body. And when we speak about, um, you know, the, and so bear with me, but like I was thinking, Pisces mm -hmm. is the ocean, this element that is on this earth, that is where we all come from. It is, you know, all the goddesses like Venus who emerge from this, this water, life comes from there. It's also our emotions. So it, it, it's big emotions. These aren't like little lakes and puddles. This is the ocean, right? The immensity of our <laughs> emotional body. And I was thinking how um, when we think of these images of the apocalypse, it's about these vessels that are on you know Noah's Ark that are on this ocean going through this huge change and what is important in this imagery in these stories is containing that life those animals those humans on that vessel mm -hmm. and how our body is a metaphor for that like these are all just mm -hmm. stories that explain energy our, our, mm -hmm. our human experience and how your work really is about coming back into the body and bringing that energy, that divine, some people call it divine energy, source energy, life energy into this container so that we can take care of it and we can navigate the oceans, you know, the Pisces energy. I don't know. I was just like riffing on that this morning. And I was thinking it's really something important to share and to notice as well about this moment is that when it feels too big, when it feels confusing the path the path is always back into ourselves and although you were a Pisces rising um the, it really is about and so for anyone listening who was Pisces right for me Pisces rising mm -hmm. is literally the universe experiencing itself in human form mm -hmm. this is what 
this is about. This is about the oneness of being that decides to be human. And in the experience and the suffering, like, you know, watch babies be born, even when the birth is gentle, it is such, a, such and coming out of that water, you know, yeah, so tra it's traumatic, even if it's beautiful. Um, you know, traumas are also beautiful. They, it's, yeah, it's just so important to really acknowledge that the, the, the power that, that there is there and that this energy is within ourselves. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just kind of was like thinking about when I was listening to you and thinking about you and this work and this moment in time, how any practices that bring life back into ourselves and into our own energy are really, really important. Oh my God, I'm so curious about the week. It already felt so different waking up this morning and now I know why. So, yeah. so we better be prepared. Huh? Yeah, and, the, and the, the homework is really just to take care of ourselves, like really to, to, and really to be the energy and take care of our energy. That is what Saturn wants us to take responsibility. In Pisces, it's about our energy. It's also about what's subconscious, what we don't want mm -hmm. to own. So I think for some people who like control, who like to know, this is mm -hmm. going to be difficult for them. So if we can accept that the flow is mm -hmm. what we are seeking, we're seeking ease, we're seeking comfort with uncertainty, but when we come back to ourselves, understanding that love, you know, Pisces is the oneness of love, that it just, it just cycles, really trusting that there's, you know, that we're going to, surf this and and so we have teachers there the teachers are uh spiritual but spirituality doesn't mean like you have a i found out today you have a brother who is a pisces you know our teachers are our siblings our teachers are our parents in the mirrors that they you know challenge us our teachers for those who have children are our children my greatest teachers my yogis <laughs> are my kids <laughs> the things they say i'm like wow you know about so many things. My son has uh, fallen in love with, or has his first crush, uh, or had a crush with a person in his class who looked like a girl, but was not a girl. And mm -hmm. it was so challenging for so many parents to be like, but you know, and he's like, and they were teasing him and he was saying, but I don't care. She's she he is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen <laughs> I was like oh my god that's so can oh we all god. just record that and like remember that like this is also you know the um, being able to see teachers of all forms mm -hmm. Pisces it's mm -hmm. like seeing teachers in all forms and also and I should say this because it's really important not being misguided there are going to be a lot of fake teachers so the Virgo moon Virgo is about <laughs> discernment it's no coincidence to me that we have a Virgo moon at the same time. This is coming back into our heart, into our own body, and then checking in and with it's our this own guts. Week. It's this the week. Moon. And it's gonna, I mean, we're moving in, but like the 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 portal yeah. is in the mm -hmm. Virgo moon. So it's it's literally the gut. So checking in with your own gut. And that's gonna be how you know if something is for you or not, and if something is truthful or not, because. Pisces is poison, it is disillusioned, it's ruled by Neptune. Mm -hmm. So we don't know, this is like foggy, this is like mysterious, mm -hmm. it's a planet that's mm -hmm. purple, we don't, it's all made of mist. Mm 
you know, this, we're going to be going in there. It's great for creatives. It's great for poetry, music, it's sound healing. Um, we're going to see a lot of sound medicine. Um, you know, that I was talking about vibrations, binaural beats, all that is like that, but you, mm. you really, the lesson in the cycle is to come back to Aries, mm. which is ourself, our inner warrior and being brave enough to take some leaps and let go surrender. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this has become an episode Wait. where I talk about the astrology and I'm, I wanted to hear you. Oh, but that's amazing because I'm like, I was like, now I could flip into interviewing you about what we should do this week, what we should take care of. How should we, yeah. I'm this sure that's the wrong word, but this week will be a lot. This but week good. is Marie Kondo your life, Marie Kondo yourself. Take responsibility for your energy. Mm. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of uncertainty of what you can't control and let go of control. We are releasing all of our, or the eclipses are still in Scorpio. You're a Scorpio sun. So people who have Scorpio, but also collectively, we're releasing mm. control. Mm. We're releasing manipulation. We're releasing entanglements to people and behaviors that are, you know, um, yeah. that are not empowering. And I think that's so important, this part of like that feeling and intuition, because what I tend to always be is like also overthinking things, right? So, okay, strategy. So this is, this is what happened. That's the status quo. This is the options, like, but like putting it all onto the table. And then even though like this one decision is so related to like our circumstances. I was like, okay, what are the other circumstances? Okay, it's this, this and that. So now I find solutions for this, this and that. So I have it all rolled out. Mm. And this is literally also something I did the last couple of weeks. But then I was like, I was so empty. I didn't have any energy. So I was like, why am I doing that? So literally what I can say after like, thinking and thinking and thinking for weeks I don't know nothing like I don't know <laughs> I don't know the I don't have the answer yet hmm. but this is the answer I was I was looking for so yeah. the answer of the last week's thinking was I don't know <laughs> I don't have the answer yeah. and yes. I was like yes. okay right yes. perfect and then I was sitting and then what you just said was like okay but wait like going back because I was also visiting my family the last weekend I was like when I was little and I, there was this picture on the wall when I was like five and then, and I slept in the room because I was at my mom's place and it's like, mm -hmm. okay. And then I look at this picture and it's like, why, why is this hanging there? And I looked at myself and like this cheesy moment, like what would I have, like, what should I tell you? Like going back, right? Mm -hmm. What was the thing, the future thing would have told you as a little one? It's like, like every wish you put out there, you really believed in, every mm. wish came true. Mm. And then I was so grateful for that. I was like, oh my God. And now I was sitting here for weeks thinking about, is it option A? Is it B? Is it C? Is it A.1? Is it A.2? Is it A.3? <laughs> like all those crazy things. And then I was like, but wait, I could like, what I really know is my intuition was always there and I could always trust. And everything what happened, happened for a reason, even though it was sometimes not easy and sometimes really hurt. 
but mm. it was always there for a reason. And what you're now saying is, I really hope we're getting back towards a period of trust into intuition, slowing mm. down, allowing us to sit in stillness, mm. allowing us to see what's coming up and to take what's coming up as the answer we were overthinking in the past. Mm. So mm. if I'm seeing it right, I hope this yes, totally, totally. <laughs> and I love that you say that everything that you wished for manifested. It might not have manifested when and whatever, but that you are in a stage where you're realizing that that's true. And you know, my motto on all of my emails at the bottom is from Tinkerbell, which I have here. Her year, she's my my helper is believing is just the beginning. It really starts with you making the wish mm -hmm. and then just letting it come true. I mean, it also requires you showing up and doing work, but it starts really like if you believe it's going to happen, it will happen. Mm -hmm. So watch, you know, watch what you, again, back to what we were saying about words, what you think, what you, what you say, mm -hmm. you know, I really believe the universe is listening. I love that you were sharing like the difficulties of thought because I know that there are people who are listening um, people I work with who are very, you know, very Saturnian. They really want to do the right thing. They are very, you know, A-type and all that stuff. So a lot of people will resonate with that. Um, and yet, you know, you did those things. You studied the Kundalini, you gave yourself space, you got sidetracked, you come back, and then now you got this beautiful space. What is in store for this beautiful space in this exciting <laughs> transformative season and year? Uh, what are you thinking about with um, the Inner Health Club? Yeah, I mean, we we really want to make it, as you said in the beginning, we really want to make it a community. So mm -hmm. it's, for some reason, it's also called club, even though at this very moment, there's no physical space. But this is something, of course, which is on the wish list. But for now, what we did in the past is like, we really were... So yes, me and myself, we're not the people in front of the camera, so and we will never be, right? But what we what we do together with the team is we really create experts and scientists, practitioners around the world to really collect this, may it be traditional knowledge, may it be modern knowledge, may it be really anxious practices, all those little tips and tricks which we really want to bring towards the platform. So this year is really about bringing content towards the platform, uh, creating this community, get into conversation, also having some physical moments to connect. Um, yeah, and really, really build some really, yeah, foundation um, within this. And yeah, there are some exciting projects on the plate. So there will be some objects we will we put onto um we will release super soon which is also coming together with sound uh, mm -hmm. so now i know why <laughs> yeah. um so this is also something like physical products we're working towards so there's this platform the digital platform where you can spend time to learn to listen to practice about everything around sleep nutrition or movement um and then, yeah, some some objects, some physical moments, and uh, yeah, that's that's most likely it. Expanding, building. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and for yourself, because we, you were talking about 
mm-hmm. um, you know, realizing that you were going through so many emotions and a lot of us get really sucked in the pace that gets fast. And I really see, mm-hmm. you know, this season going really fast and it's going really fast for a lot of people. What are the practices that bring you back into, and this is like a great reminder for yourself, like mm-hmm. what are the practices that bring you back into a slower pace and into this intuition that you have? Mm-hmm. So I, I really tend to do a lot and I really tend to do this in the morning and then followed by that. And from sometimes I already had like a heavy weight lifting practice in the morning, followed by a yoga exercise and then standing in front of my juicer doing <laughs> juice. <laughs> and this is all super helpful. And I really know when and why I'm doing that, but my biggest biggest challenge for this year and i really make it a a year challenge because now it's super tough for me and i will want to give me some time is to be in stillness mm-hmm. um and a good and really dear friend of mine said like again i met not so long ago but we really bonded on this topic so 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 deep and so strong is to really sit in stillness because this is this is something which in the world we're living in and there's always distractions and noise and the space around us. And it kind of brings us away from like making decisions on a conscious kind of living, bringing awareness to the right things and also opening up the space for things and opportunities we probably didn't have on the plate. Because Mm -hmm. what we all know is by now that putting a wish out there and manifesting things it's really happening and it's not a spiritual kind of thing it's just your unconsciousness if you really wanna if you really wanna i don't know have have the ice cream by the end of the day then if you set the seeds and then you're really working towards that right but if you always have the wish for the ice cream, you probably completely forgot about that there's also a donut next door, which you, which you didn't yeah. knew about, right? So this is really for me the challenge to sit in stillness, to open up a way in simplicity to create space, to see if there's probably something new coming in, which I wasn't aware of. Um, any kind of opportunity, anything which brings me joy, which sparks emotions, and and what does it I mean, look like? Because you say stillness, yeah. but for you know, what is stillness might not look the same for you as it looks for someone who's listening. So, what does stillness for Annie look like? That's one hundred percent true. For me, stillness is really is really doing nothing. Okay, good. Because I'm I'm doing. A lot and even though I'm said like I'm doing some self-care practices for me meditation most likely comes with breathing or mm. with any kind of movement because I also have the skills and the tools with Kundalini right like Kundalini meditation they are most likely you're doing something mm-hmm. even though it's just holding up your left hand and having the right hand in Gia Mudra also right so for me it's really creating a space at home where I can just sit without any distractions and where I just focus on on my breath mm-hmm. or even don't focus on anything. And this is the hardest part. So I think 
And I really encourage like everyone out there who's being stressed and also thinking about, I need to do this and I need to exercise and I need to eat right. And I need mm. to breathe right. And I need to be a kind person. And I also need to think about <laughs> the person next to me I need to be kind with, right? <laughs> I was just about to say, fuck all of that just for a moment and just sit. Because yeah. if you sit, you there will also, again, things coming up you probably not aware of. You, it can be you're completely sad or you're completely out of energy or whatsoever. But yeah, allowing yourself to simply sit. Mm. That's it. A tip for anyone who's listening, wondering like, how can I do that? Um, mm -hmm. So I have a Virgo moon. So I, the, you know, the Virgo in me needs things to be really practical and really useful and really like to the mm -hmm. essence. Like I need to, mm -hmm. and I need to mm -hmm. be really good at it. So um, what I recommend for people is to use the calendar and like to, and if it's not every day, one day of the week, maybe, you know, um, you check your moon sign and you realize it's, you know, whatever sign and you look for that day. So maybe Monday, every Monday is your, and my Mondays are actually the day where I just fill it up with whatever I want, uh, you know, and, and it's really like my day. So it's not, um, it's not the beginning of the week for me. Monday is never, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but like, maybe it's just one day that one day, you know, that you, you, you calendar in stillness, you calendar in joy so that you know that you're going to get, you do it. And it's like in there and it's non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. That is, um, yeah, that's what I <laughs> recommend. Yeah. yeah, making it practical. Like I also have a, I have a, in one corner of, of my room, I already have a pillow, like something that reminds me to sit down, right? Because we tend to forget about it, like you said. So probably putting it into the calendar, have a, a space, a, a space where you can easily sit down and meditate in stillness. So really making the barriers as easy as it can get. So super yeah. accessible. Yeah. And then I think for people who are just starting and to make it again also practical what you just said, three minutes, it's already a lot. Like mm. sitting in stillness for three minutes, it's already challenging. And I think also here, step by step, starting with, I don't know, once a week, three minutes or every second day three minutes and then probably you see the goods coming with it and then you say okay let's do five let's do 11 and on the weekend probably let's sit for an hour mm. so i think this is also nice to kind of start with that lovely so i have one final question i think there was yeah. like a ton other ones um <laughs> but one final question which is the really the raison d'etre for this uh, podcast mm -hmm. um and i ask everyone this question it is in this moment dear annie thank you mm -hmm. thank you for being here what is your truth what is my truth i think this one word coming up straight away is acceptance because truth is so, it's not a fact. It's more like an interpretation of things. And it's so individual that if it's coming up to accept what's there, I think that's, that's my truth. Mm. And so do you accept yourself? 
working on that <laughs> working on that and i think this is this is super hard but it whenever i i see me i accept me that's the moment where i'm the happiest person ever i see you <laughs> thank you sarah so now to end is mm -hmm. there any way because this is like you you get to plug your things is there anything <laughs> that people can find out about the inner health club about yourself mm -hmm. what are the best ways for people to connect with you in the work that you do mm -hmm. i think i wish there would be something else but i, I think <laughs> talking about tech and networks um soon there will be something different but for now it's instagram i guess it's the easiest so you would find my inner health club on instagram which is just my inner health club and yeah you can also feel free to to find me it's i'm katrin krebner it's super difficult the name but if you follow <laughs> my inner health club you also find i'm katrin krebner and yeah feel free to send me a message i'm um I'm a projector in human design, so always looking for invitations. So if there's anything you want to talk about out there, any questions you have, feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm so happy to get in conversation all the time. Mm, thank you so much. I experienced that uh, with yourself in the first interaction. You really are someone that is open to conversation and curious and connects people and helps people. So this space, I'm sure, is just going to be a, a reflection of, of your energy. Um, thank you so very much for having sat with thank me. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you to all of those of you who are listening, wishing you all um, a blessed transition into this new season. The spring is coming and coming back to your truth in your in your own hearts. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Anne Catherine. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. I basically forgot that we were recording. It was such a gift. And Annie so beautifully embodies this Piscean energy, being in the flow, being curious, open and kind. Um, if the Inner Health Club is anything like she is, it is a beautiful space. So if you are creating moments for stillness or curious about it for the year ahead, please go check them out. I also love how in this conversation it highlights the interconnectedness of people and of our soul family, of how if we follow the vibration of our heart, we always connect to people that vibrate at that same rhythm, at the same light frequency. Annie is the friend of the girlfriend of a friend. And each of these connections um, has deepened over time and really opened each other up. We are, we are kind of cheerleaders for each other, even if we never met them. So go and find your people, follow your heart and its vibration to know and to discern who your people are. And when you find them, go and love them. So shout out to my Annie, my Anne. And and finally, I wanted to just share with you a, a word that uh, Annie and Catherine uses to sign off all of her messages and greets you with, which is Satnam. Satnam, which is this mantra that comes from Kundalini Yoga, which so beautifully encapsulates this whole conversation. It's this idea that 
Together the word Sat Nam means I am truth. Truth is my essence. And when we say these, these words, this mantra, it activates the chakras that actually activate that awareness, that's consciousness. And this consciousness really essentially is being connected to higher consciousness, to the divine, to source, to the universe. And when this seed starts to bloom within you, it vibrates into the universe. And so it vibrates for all. So Satnam, beautiful people, thank you for being in this space. May you vibrate your truth, find it, cherish it, nurture it. May it guide you to vibrate for not only yourself, but for all. And I wish you well. And as always, I thank you for being here. Satnam.